Welcome back to another episode of the Genuine Life Podcast, episode 16 to be exact. So we are just moving along here. I'm so happy to be coming through your headphones and your speakers and your television screens on this wonderful Monday. And uh, I hope you all are doing well. Hope you had a great weekend and that you're staying sane, safe and sanitized. Um, This week was a fun one for me. I did some social things mixed with adulting and being responsible, which is, you know, it's never fun, but we have to do it, right? And so it was a nice balance for sure. And I don't know if you remember me fussing a couple of episodes back about the haves and the have nots that I was like so enthralled with it. And then right when the episodes were getting juicy, it just like cut off and there were no more episodes and I couldn't find them anywhere. And I got this really like mysterious message on Instagram. I still don't know who it is. Like they, they have no picture um, or anything. <laughs> they just sent me this DM, like all episodes of the have and the have not available on Hulu. And I was like, is this a joke? And I logged in and there it was. And so whoever sent me that message, God bless you. You know, it's just, not all superheroes wear capes, guys. <laughs> so I've been able to catch up on those episodes. So I've really been like binging since I did that mostly Sunday morning. Uh, and it was just so good to kind of pick up where I left off. So that's always fun. And then if you follow me on Instagram, I had posted these seafood potatoes that I got off of Darius Cooks on Instagram. I don't know if you follow him. He's pretty funny. Um, but he cooks some pretty dope looking meals as well and for like this was my first instagram meal that i've tried so i was very excited about it and they are so delicious okay there was crab shrimp and cheese in a twice baked potato guys it was like what more do you want at that point it was delicious they were super super easy to make um you know quick meal like if your parents or whatever like I don't know I know sometimes I've always heard people like with kids always needing like those quick meals that they can make uh this is pretty cool because you could spend a lot most of it's in the oven so uh it was really good I would highly suggest you give it a shot uh like I said his name is Darius Cooks on Instagram um if you wanted to give him a follow or just find the recipe because he posts it all on his Instagram page but they were super filling and easy to make so that was what I ate earlier in the week and you know of course I had to top it off with some Stella Rosa so if you follow me on Instagram again um it's pretty much no surprise that I'm absolutely like in a healthy way obsessed with Stella Rosa I'm actually sipping some now (laughs) I hope you have your drink as well like I have a a red cup today I'm not even I'm not even fancy y'all I'm in a red what do you call these red cups you know the barbecue cups but anyway I am I grabbed French vanilla and blueberry. And so I had did like a little review on Instagram, but I was pleasantly surprised because I did get a lot of questions about French vanilla wine. Like everybody's like, what in the world? How does that taste? And it's it's delicious. You know, it tastes just like Moscato with this hint of vanilla at the end of um, your swallow, if you will. So I, if you see it, grab it. I don't think you would regret it. It is sweet. So um, if you're not into like a sweet, sweet wine, you may not like it, but it was good to me. So I'm actually sipping on some as well. Um, 
throughout this podcast. So uh, it's it's delicious if you haven't tried it already. And I have not gotten to the blueberry just yet because I actually had watermelon that I needed to finish too. Uh, but I will have an update for you about the blueberry on next week's episode because I was also searching high and low for that one. And I was super excited to find it at my local Publix at that. So yeah, now to the responsible part of me, I finally cleaned out my storage unit. I had one at public storage. And so shout out to my friend, Tim, who graciously helped me with that. Uh, you know, he is just such a go-getter. He had me in and out of that, that storage unit in under an hour and organized and car packed up and ready to go. So it was really cool to get that out of the way because I had only packed clothes that I, you know, could wear every day. And since we're in the middle of a pandemic, I didn't have like real clothes. I've been wearing sweats and uh, stretch pants since I've gotten here, but I needed my clothes. And so it was really nice to have like a full wardrobe in my closet and, you know, my robes and all of my Starbucks cups and Yetis and, <laughs> and all that and my books and everything like that. So it was really good to finally kind of bring all of that into the apartment and just really feel um, like I'm building my home out. So shout out to Tim. I appreciate you. Uh, and you know, I honestly, that is kind of where this episode really was prompted. Um, why I'm doing this episode for those of you who are moving or thinking about moving literally and figuratively. I'll let you sit with that, okay? <laughs> now, I have to dedicate a portion of this episode before I jump into like the meat of it to Black is King. Beyonce dropped uh, her visual album for, well, her visuals for the album Black is King. And, you know, honestly, I could spend an entire episode, but I just want to tell you that I thought once again, Beyonce has shown us why her con- career just continues to be elevated. It continues to expand. Uh, why she continues to show that you are really your only competition. That girl does not worry about anybody else. Like she stays in her lane and she literally is her own, her only competition is herself. And I thought it was just such a beautiful reminder of, of that for all of us, that we are not in competition with anybody, anyone. And do you know what else I thought about? Because I thought about this too. I feel like every time she hops on a track, every time she drops a song, every time she drops an album, everything is like elevated, you know? Because like even with, okay, don't come after me, Meg the Stallion fans, but like Savage was a dope song, right? It was great. We had the TikTok challenge with it, but then she got on it and it just it became like a different song all of a sudden. It just had a different energy to it. And it made me think about like, that's the kind of energy that I want. Like that's the presence that I hope to have that I can shift an atmosphere. I can shift a room just by being there. Um, And to be reminded that everything that I touch can turn to gold. Like I am such a strong presence. And I'm, I'm saying I, like we, like you need to be saying this about yourself as well, friends. Like <laughs> this, this part was not about me boasting about myself. Um, but this is for all of us. Like we really have the power to shift. She, and I know we've seen this meme all the time. She has the same 24 hours as we all do. And of course, I'm sure she has like 
I, I mean, I don't know her life, but you know, we all have an opportunity to make an impact in whatever field that we're in, you know, whether you're working in corporate or you're an entrepreneur, you have the ability to use your life in a way that impacts others in a positive way. Uh, You don't have to be Beyonce to do it, but I just think she provided us a beautiful visual of what it's like to just literally live unbothered um, (laughs) and follow your dreams and just crush it every time. I mean, she never repeated an outfit, okay? The transitions, the dancing, of course. This child had 30-foot-long braids, y'all. Like, I stand, okay? And if you haven't seen it and you are interested, I would definitely suggest you check it out for yourself. Uh, You know, there's tons of opinions out there and everyone's going to have theirs, but, you know, take some time to check it out for yourself. I really enjoyed it. And I have seen it five times since it dropped on the 31st. So, yeah. (laughs) So before also I jump into this week's episode, definitely want to point out again, I'm really praying that you do not get uh, feedback or like an echo sound. I'm trying to fill up my apartment, y'all, with stuff. But, you know, I think we'll be okay. Um, Yeah. So that's it. I just want to throw that out there because y'all know I don't play about sound and all that. I don't want to be annoying to you in the ears. So if you are getting some weird sounds, let me know. Uh, You can send me a DM or whatever. I just want to make sure it's all clear and all good on your end. Um, But anyway, as you all know, I am no stranger to moving. This was this move to Atlanta was actually my fifth one. I've lived in Philadelphia for a little while when I went to Temple. Uh, for school. And then, of course, I'm from New Jersey. And then from there, I moved to Atlanta for the first time, then Austin, then Seattle, and now back to Atlanta. So I've moved for love. I've moved for fresh starts. I've moved for job opportunities. And with that usually comes a host of questions about relocating and moving in general, Uh, questions ranging from why I moved and what are the steps in deciding? I think that's the the biggest one. A lot of people are just like, how do you know? Like, where do you pick where you want to go? How do you even prepare? Uh, how do I choose where to move? How do I rent sight unseen? Uh, three of my apartments I've rented without seeing them or taking a tour. Um, moving in with, I mean, moving, I'm sorry, moving with or without a job. And literally everything in between. So as we begin the start of summer, I know a lot of people use this time to move or relocate. So I wanted to dedicate this episode to all things moving by answering questions that I have gotten along the way. As a disclaimer, okay, I want to say this. Moving is not for everyone. And it's totally okay if you have no desire to move. Okay. However, on the other end of that, I think it's super important for those that have no interest in moving, not to turn their nose up at people who do, right? Like, I don't know what it is that people like tend to get weird about people who just want to move or move a lot or just want to change scenery. I don't know if I just, I don't know. And I'm not even going to speak on it because I have no idea why it's like a big deal to anyone. So if you don't have the desire to move, that is completely fine. But don't turn your nose up at someone who is looking to move or someone who moves a lot. Uh, Because at the end of the day, it's really like none of your business, you know? And I mean that with 
oh, like in a, in a really sweet way. But I think sometimes we get so consumed at what other people are doing that we forget that it's, at the end of the day, it's really none of our business, right? So just keep that in mind as we kind of move along because I can't even begin to tell you, I got a lot of snarky remarks and DMs from people when I had announced that I was moving back to Atlanta. And you have to remember just because something isn't for you doesn't make it wrong, nor do you even have to understand it, especially if it's not affecting you. So for those that desire to move but are receiving backlash, sometimes it'd be your own people, you know, your own family and friends, just do it, okay? At some point you have to follow your gut and your heart and I always feel like you have absolutely nothing to lose. You know, and I'll tell you what my father has always told me when I have brought up the subject of moving or that it was a possibility that I could be moving. He has always told me, if you don't like it, move back. It's no big deal. And I think because I walk into every situation with that in the back of my mind, I feel free to move because nothing is ever permanent. Right. So keep that in mind. Um, Now, if you're not moving anywhere, don't worry. This episode is still for you, and I'm sure many of us can move on from a lot of things. We can move on from our jobs, family, friends, boyfriends, and boo things, okay? So definitely share this episode with anyone that you know that may be battling with moving or relocating, have questions, or maybe they're just battling with moving on in general. I'm also going to be covering the beginning phases of moving in this episode. Uh, I'm going to cover and tackle what you do once you get settled in. I think that's a totally different episode. Uh, This is more of like the beginning. So if this is something that you're thinking about and you're not sure, or, you know, maybe it's crossing your mind or maybe it's just something you're willing to explore. Okay. All right. So one of the questions that I get a lot of is (laughs) when is the right time to move? So this question can be answered really in two very simple ways, right? The first is, do you have a job? Okay, do you have a job offer that will relocate you? This is the easiest way to know when to move and where to go, right? Because they're going to dictate it for you. The second is, are you feeling restless and unfulfilled where you currently are? And this is the one that typically drives me when I move uh, because there are certain cities and certain states that after a while, it just becomes stale for you. And I think Austin is a perfect example. Like for me, I knew that was not where I was going to be forever. Like I knew that. I didn't think it would be as short as it was, but I knew I was not going to be settled there. And I would look at other people and they would just be having the time of their lives. Or like they would say things like, oh my gosh, Austin is like the best city. Austin, Austin, Austin. I'm just like, "Uh uh-uh, like this is not for me. And I knew that, but you know, I obviously made the best of it while I was there, but I always kept it in the back of my mind that I needed to leave. Like this just was not, was not serving my soul very well. And I met incredible people in Austin. I think that there were opportunities that I would have never gotten had I not gone. But like I said, I also knew that that just wasn't where I was going to be settling. Uh, so I think that that's something very important for you to pay attention to. There is a very clear difference though, right? There's a difference. If you're getting out and making the effort to try and make the city your home and you're still not feeling it, then I think that's when you need to start evaluating whether or not 
that is the place for you. And I have moved based on both scenarios. I originally left Atlanta for Austin for a job offer with Google. And then I left Austin for Seattle for the opportunity to work at Amazon. So I have moved with a job. But when I left New Jersey for Atlanta, I was in a relationship at the time, but I had no reason to leave New Jersey. It simply was just wanting a a fresh start in a new state, in a new city. So it's totally up to you. I think it's important. This is where you really have to be in tune with yourself and how you're feeling. And yeah, I think that's super important. Now, I will say I left Seattle for Atlanta, and I've talked about this before, uh, but for anyone that's new to this particular episode, I left Seattle for Atlanta because my life was shifting in a way where I knew I needed to be in a different space. I love Seattle, and I never like imagined leaving as soon as I did, <laughs> um, but it, it did not feel like home. And even though I had met, again, wonderful people, um, I just... I think when I left for Seattle, I thought in my head that I could make this like my forever place because it is, it's a beautiful place. But as I was living there, it's just like, this is like expensive. And I really, really miss moments with my family and my friends. So that's why I chose to leave. Uh, I tried, but I never had that warm, fuzzy feeling that I was looking for. So even if you have the slightest thought or desire to move from your current location, I would dare to say that that, my friend, is your sign, okay? Start exploring that gut feeling. Like, what happens when you start to feel that 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 gut, you know, telling you that this isn't the place? The honest truth is there will never be a right time to disrupt your routine. But preparation is the key to a successful move, okay? And I want to say that again because I think... There's so many times where people are like, oh, I'm going to wait for the right time. And, oh, it's just not the right time. When is it ever a right time? (laughs) Like, it's always going to be something, right? It's always going to be, oh, the weather's bad around this time. Oh, you know, my money's funny. Or, oh, the kids are here. Oh, I am in a relationship. Like, I just, I'm a firm believer that everything that's meant to be will be. And it'll be in an effortless way because it's aligned with what you're supposed to be doing. And that's another thing I look forward to. Like if things are just not working out, um, I'm I'm just a firm believer. Everything aligns. When it's right, it's it's just you don't have to put any work into it because it's meant to be. Uh, And so I would just dare you to explore all of those things uh, as you're determining when the right time is for you to move. The second question that I get is how do I prepare for a move and how do I choose the right city? So the simple answer, and I've seen this so many times in like these Facebook groups, which I've had to remove myself from because I'm just like, are y'all, okay, never mind. That's another episode. Um, (laughs) Research y'all, research, research, and do some more research. Google is absolutely your best friend. Okay. This, of course, if you're not totally familiar with the city or state that you're interested in. However, keep in mind, if you're returning to a state you are familiar with, things may have changed since you've left. So still approach it like it's brand new. And just as like a little transparent moment, I did not do that with Atlanta. I took full advantage of the fact like, oh, I used to live there, lived there for five years. Oh, it's just three years ago. Oh, I'm fine. I know Atlanta. I got here and I don't know 
Atlanta anymore. It's completely different. And I would dare to say that about people as well. You know, if you're moving back to a state where you used to live or you're moving back to a city where you used to live, understand that people are not going to be the same as when you left them. Their lives have changed. They have gone on and, and you know, kind of filled those voids after you left. And so never, ever walk into a situation like you already know it, especially a city, state, or, or people that might live in a state that you used to live in. You have to approach it like it's brand new. Research it. Look it up. Look, Read articles. Start signing up for, you know, news stations in that area so that you can kind of track crime looks like, you know, um, if restaurants are constantly opening up, because that's a sign to me that there's growth happening uh, in that particular city or state. Are companies moving in there that particular, you know, like how Atlanta has Microsoft building a building out here, how, you know, Facebook is expanding some of their remote jobs and they're starting in Atlanta. And so that is things you want to pay attention to as well, because that helps you understand the longevity, your career, you know, is the city growing? Are they constantly being stretched? Are they building new highways? You want to pay attention to those things because that speaks volumes as far as growth. Um, and that's what I mean by research. Really start to enthrall yourself in that particular state or that city that you're interested in. You don't have to, it's not locked in, right? So just start to learn more by really taking a deep dive, join these Facebook groups. They could be a little annoying sometimes. I feel like people ask questions just for attention, but that's, a, again, another podcast episode. <laughs> um, but join these Facebook groups. Really kind of ask questions, um, get feedback from other people that have done the same move. This is the phase where you take your time and just break it down. Really do some research. And some of the key things you want to research um, and you can write this down if you want to. It's totally up to you. Uh, <laughs> but are you near family and friends? You know, I think that that's something that you really need to think about if that's important to you. Uh, I'm not going to lie. When I moved from Austin, I mean, from Atlanta to Austin and Austin to Seattle, it really wasn't at the top of my, my list. My career was. And just kind of creating these new experiences. So at the time, that wasn't a priority for me. Uh, so are you near family or friends is a really good question to ask because I'll never forget I had a candidate who I was working with when I used to work at Google and I wanted him for a particular role in Oklahoma, but he lived in Maryland and he was saying that while he really, really loved the opportunity, he went and I, I don't know what kind of research he did, but he found out that there was like only one or two flights coming out of Oklahoma to Maryland per day. And he had a really good point. He's like, I, I'm really close to my family and the weather gets really bad here in Oklahoma and I can't fly out. Or if there's only one flight or two flights going out, that's really going to limit my opportunities. And it, he turned it down. And so those things are really, you have to figure out what the priority is for you. Um, again, are there job opportunities in your field? Just in case you decide to leave your current job or you'll need to explore other companies if you're not able to transfer with your position. Are there job opportunities in your field? You know, are are they looking for, you know, software engineers? I mean, that everybody's looking for a software engineer, but you get my point, right? Like, can you really explore your career in this new state or new city? Or will you have to try something different? So I think that that's something that's important to look at. 
If you like to travel, are you near a major airport or will you have to travel across state lines? So, you know, sometimes you might live closer to, like, I'll give you a really good example. In New Jersey, if you live in like Camden or Trenton, a lot of people just fly out of the Philadelphia airport because they're right there versus coming up to to Newark. Uh, And that might be a problem for some people. (laughs) They may... They may want to be near Newark Airport because they're, you know, I'm making, I'm totally making this up, but like maybe you want to fly international all the time and the airport that's closest to you doesn't do international flights. So like keep all of that in mind when you're moving and exploring a different state or a different city. Are you looking for a city urbanish feel or are you ready for that suburbia life? You know, and I think that's super important because I thought I was a city girl (laughs) and I'm not talking about young Miami and JT, (laughs) but Seattle stressed me out. It was just too much. Like I just wanted to go to Target and I felt like I just couldn't just hop in my car and go. It's just like a project all the time. So I knew I needed to be back in like a very residential and I'm not saying there aren't residential like areas in Seattle. There are. I just need the country. I needed it a little bit slower uh, for me. And I realized that this was something that I, you know, treasured. Uh, and again, that's only something you're going to get sometimes when you do it. I wouldn't have never known that this is the lifestyle that I like until I moved away from it. Okay. The cost of living. Okay. This is also added into your research. Start looking up apartments, you know, write down what's important to you in an apartment, in a home, and research what the going rate is for apartments in the areas that you're interested in, what the homes are selling for, uh, and what you're getting for that money. I think that is super important because I did not do that <laughs> prior to moving to Seattle. And the kind of home that I want would easily be over a million dollars in Seattle versus three, 400000 here in Georgia. And I'm talking about building something. So keep that in mind too. What is the cost of living? Okay. Is public transportation available? If not, is your car ready for the extra mileage? For example, when I lived in Seattle, I barely drove my car. Now that I'm in Atlanta, it's nothing for me to do over 100 miles a day if I'm driving. So keep that in mind too. I think that that's something we overlook because I think it's super important to be able to hop in your car and just go. But sometimes you may want to hop on a bus or a train. Some people don't want to drive. Some people don't have cars. And so Living in an area that has a good public transportation system is important. Write that down, okay? If you have children, are you researching the school systems? What are they like? Are they ranked high? Are they ranked low? Will your kids have options? Are they diverse? You know, so keeping that in mind. Pay attention to cities that are constantly growing and building. And I mentioned this earlier. If a city is bringing in new businesses, if they're, you know, building new roadways, that's a city you want to pay attention to. They're investing in their growth, which means in the long run, that's going to be great for you, especially when it comes to real estate. Okay. If a company, a a state is building, companies are coming in and you go in now and buy a house when things are a little meh. Maybe not as exciting. 10 years from now, your house could triple in value because now you have tech companies coming in. You have brand new roadways. And I tell you, once they put a Whole Food, Trader Joe's, or Starbucks, the value goes up. (laughs) Okay? So just keep that in mind. 
and use social media. I don't know why people do not utilize social media. And it's not just for like posting your life, right? You can do some serious research, especially on Instagram. Use the location feature on IG. Check out the photos of people taking pictures in that particular city or state that you're interested in. You can even find like a, a restaurant that you've always wanted to try. Put that into the search bar for Instagram and just check out like what the area looks like around it, who's tagging themselves in it, what they're saying about it. Okay, this will give you an idea of some places to check out as well. So if you put in, I'm making this up, if you put in Nashville, Tennessee, you can see where everybody's tagging themselves and then make create a list so you can visit and, and check it out for yourself. Okay, there's also several Facebook groups that you can join. Someone just recently added me to one called Flip the Zip, uh, which is a great way to see what other people are doing, where they're moving, how they're moving. Uh, and many of them ask questions that you're already thinking. So it's a really good opportunity to gather more information. And I also want to say again, it's okay to never have been to a city before and be drawn to it. Some places just are attractive to us by what we see. Okay. I had only been to Seattle once and that was for my interview. And I went to Austin when I was a kid, like I was very little. So it was like I had never been there before because I didn't remember anything. So every city is what you make it. And while I suggest listening to other people's experiences, I still feel it's important to do what's best for you. Okay. And of course you are approaching this move. Um, if you are approaching this move with family, like if you have kids or if you're married, I would encourage you <laughs> to be considerate of their thoughts and others. But for the most part, I just say, go for it. Like you have absolutely nothing to lose. And some people can never imagine leaving the city or state that they're in. And while there is nothing wrong with that, uh, they will certainly project their fears of moving on you. And you want to be very careful about that, uh, because, if someone's never done it before, like even before I moved to Seattle, I cannot begin to tell you, I was like, oh my God, it's just, it's just going to rain every day. You're going to hate it. It sucks. And then I'd be like, oh, really? Have you been? No, I've never been. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's like, you want to take notice of what people are sharing with you, but just know also if they are nervous to do it themselves, they will project that fear onto you. Okay, it's also important to keep some things to yourself during this research and decision phase because if you tell too many people, everybody's not going to be supportive and you don't want to feel bad about your decision. You want to be steadfast and firm once you make a decision so that you can't be swayed. So use this time to do your research and really sit in your decision before you do it. Okay. How do I move smoothly? Now, that's another question that I get. And I'm not going to lie. Every move for me has not been smooth. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I've mentioned before that uh, I had only received money to relocate when I left Austin for Seattle. Amazon paid for reloca relocation fees, paid all my fees for to relocate. And so every other time that I've moved, it's been self self-funded. Um, and y'all, it's not cheap. Okay. It's not at all. And especially if you're moving from the West coast back to the East, it's not cheap. So I came up with a few money saving tips, and this is really for people who, I mean, you can use it for either one, but if you're moving across the country or across state lines, you might find this more helpful than someone moving just like across 
to a different city. But the very first one is save your boxes from your online purchases. Now that may seem silly. And some people may be like, okay, I get that. Like I would totally do that. But you can repurpose those. And I think sometimes we're so quick to like break a box down and get rid of it. But if you know you're, you have a move coming up, you can never start too early to prepare. Okay, so start saving those boxes, keeping them to the side and just storing them because some of those small like Amazon boxes were perfect for all my books. So just keep that in mind. Okay, and I would even add if you live in an apartment complex, look out for people moving in. They are ready to get rid of those boxes and most of the time you can get them for free because they're just dumping them like or, you know, off to the side, or if you have a trash room, and I wouldn't say go dumpster diving for boxes, but <laughs> if they're just kind of laying off to the side, yeah, totally grab them up and, and grab, you know, those boxes. But I would also check Facebook and Craigslist because some people post them for free. Some people will post like a bundle for five bucks, but it's still cheaper than getting brand new ones. So that's an option. If you prefer to buy new boxes though, I've always purchased from Home Depot. I love their boxes. They have multiple sizes. They have boxes for your TV. They have boxes with hanger, like a hanger rod in them. So you can never go wrong with Home Depot. And now with COVID going on, uh, you could pick them up curbside too. So that's always great. Just pop your trunk and let them slide them right in and you're off. So save your boxes. If not, I would highly suggest purchasing them from Home Depot. Now, a second tip, a lot of people won't agree with this and that is totally fine, but when you are moving out of the state, I am a firm believer in selling just about everything and starting over. And I know you're probably cringing right now. I have just never had a an emotional attachment to anything that I purchased and so I have no problem selling it, but I want to say if you don't have forever furniture, that advice is for you. And by forever furniture, I mean like if your grandma passed it down to your mom and your mom passed it down to you, I'd probably take it with me, right? I'm not talking about selling and getting rid of that stuff. Things that you want to keep in the family, totally keep it. But if you bought a couch from Ikea or, you know, a little bed that you just kind of threw together you can get another one. Sell it and just get yourself something fresh when you get into your new spot. That's me, okay? And I would highly suggest too, this helps drive your cost down when it comes to eliminating your need for a moving service and movers and packing stuff up. If you don't have that much to pack, then you're saving money and you can use the money that you save to purchase new furniture in your new city, your new city or your new state. Okay, now if you're staying in the state, I highly suggest TaskRabbit. They have always been great for me. You can pick one or two people. You can have them, you know, say that they require a truck. And most of the time, it's cheaper, much cheaper. Uh, or, of course, a professional moving service. I've done both. They both were super great for me. I used a professional moving service uh, in both times in Texas, and then I used TaskRabbit in Texas as well, and they were great. Now, uh, I would also say sometimes in this case, it is better to pay someone, right? <laughs> and just relieve yourself of stress. If you know you're not going to have that much help that day, I would just totally take, take the, the money and go ahead and get you some help, professional help, people who can lift and you can just point, 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, this is my biggest money saver tip ever. Okay. It blew my mind when I first heard about it. So I'm going to share it with you. Okay. Now I found this on YouTube, but I, I just want to be dramatic. Okay. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Um, they don't necessarily advertise it on their website. You do have to search for it and then it just pops up with a plethora of information. But y'all, Amtrak. Amtrak. Yes, the train. If you use Amtrak shipping services, you will save a ton of money. Now, this is more so for those of you moving across state lines, okay? But I was able to ship 267 pounds of stuff. It was 19 boxes for $237, okay? And I got my stuff in like a week. So I had packed things that I knew I really didn't need right away. And I was able to get my stuff from Seattle to Atlanta in a week, which is nothing at all. Because by the time I even felt partially settled, a week had flown by. Now, I will say, pre-COVID, you were able to ship 500 pounds per day. So if you have 500 pounds of stuff on Monday, they'll ship it. And then you have to come back on Tuesday. And if you have another 500 pounds, they'll ship it. Now, with COVID going on, they're only allowing 250 pounds per day. I'm just grateful. I had a really nice guy that particular day, so he let me get over with the 17 extra pounds that I had. But, um, guys, this was such a money saver. It's so easy. You just take your stuff, drop it off. They weigh it. They wrap it up and put it on like a little pallet for you, and it's gone. And it was super, super, super affordable. And if you couple that with flying on an airline like Southwest, where you can have two free checked bags, you have now shipped 250 pounds worth of stuff. You can pack all the clothes you want in two checked bags and then carry on two bags. So now you have four bags that you're able to fly with for absolutely for free and you've shipped all your other stuff. Genius, right? And then with Amtrak, you uh, now you can't like ship furniture or anything like that. So this is strictly for your clothes. I did my clothes. I did books, um, shoes, my bedding, things like that. Like things that can't break, pretty much. Um, but I'm telling you, it is such a game changer if you don't need your stuff right away, right? I think Amtrak is just the best route to go. I mean, you just can't beat it. Um, yeah, it's perfect. So keep that in mind. That was that that just blew my mind because I had never heard of this Amtrak shipping service at all. Uh, so if you need more information about that, definitely check out YouTube. And of course, you can ask me. I have no problem answering any questions. Okay. Well, I hope that helped you all in some way. Um, and for those of you who are not interested in moving, these tips can still apply to anything in your life. And I know you're probably asking like, Mm, how? Because I don't get it. I'm going to break it down for you, okay? Number one, evaluate how you're feeling. Just like how you're evaluating how you feel where you currently live, you're going to evaluate how you feel. Gather all the information about how you're feeling. You want to start to break down how you're feeling and do your research. Are you feeling drained around a person, place, or thing? That is the main question that you need to ask yourself. If the answer is yes, it's time to move on, Okay. Number two, you want to write down what is a priority to you. Just like how we, I listed all of those things that you want to start asking yourself. 
in order to make a decision about where you want to move, how you want to move, write down what is a priority to you right now in your life. Not what was a priority five years ago, not what you think will be a priority five years from now. In the present moment, what is a priority to you right now? And is that person, place, or thing contributing to your priorities or pulling you away from them? If you're being pulled away from those priorities, it's time to move on. Number three, how do you move on smoothly? So just like how I talked about preparation is key, laying the foundation for a a smooth move, getting things off to the side and preparing, releasing things that may weigh you down and cost you more money during your move. It's the same thing. You just have to do it. And I know that sounds so simple and much harder to actually do, but you must step out on faith and trust your gut regarding walking away, moving on, and relocating from a person, place, or thing. It's that simple, friends. And it's also important to remember that everything and everyone can't travel to your new destination. Just like Amtrak is only allowing 250 pounds, you can't carry all this weight. So if you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling undervalued, underappreciated, if you feel drained where you live, if you feel drained every time you leave a person, some things are just not a good fit and you need to get rid of it, period. I love you much. You are valuable and don't you ever forget it. You deserve amazing experiences with memorable people. You deserve to smile. You deserve to laugh until your belly hurts and to be surrounded by people that elevate you in your experiences. You don't have to live a mundane life at all. You should never feel drained where you live, when you're around certain people. And while no workplace is perfect, you shouldn't feel drained at work. And some things are just toxic, right? Like you have to train yourself to understand and recognize what's toxic It may be something that you just need to kind of reevaluate, but it's the toxic environments and the toxic people that you need to remove yourself from. Okay? Mm, I love y'all. And that's it for this week, friends. Don't forget to tag me in your coffee pours. I don't know if you, I keep saying this, but if you're not following me on Instagram, you need to be, okay? Because we have fun over there. But um, I do a coffee pour usually. I haven't been drinking coffee as often, but in the mornings, I will pour my coffee and give you something inspirational to start your day, uh, as well as some music in the background, which keeps me calm. Um, But anyway, if you decide to do a coffee pour, be sure to tag me so I can repost you because I love us starting our mornings off together. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week, and I'll see you right back here next Monday where I'll be talking about and breaking down the title are you a walking contradiction? Should be pretty good. I hope you have a great, great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Make sure you're following Jen on Instagram at Genuine Life and that's J-E-N-N-U-I-N-E Life to stay connected throughout the week. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe for more Genuine Life podcast episodes. Until then, join us back here on Monday for a new episode. As always, beauties, remember to be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and be genuine.